Hi Brickies, I'm Dominic, the last one standing with a kink for cannibalism. And I'm Kate, the resident phobia expert who also hears voices. And you're listening to Shit and Bricks. A podcast where we talk shit about stuff that scares us. Ripping a few laughs and survival tips along the way. As always, please subscribe, rate and review us. And don't forget to follow us on the socials at Shit and Bricks Podcast. Like the morning after a night on the curries and cans, here it comes. So drop your dax, pop a squat and let's get into it. Do, 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 do. What is, what's, what's... Ba, 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 ba. Um, what's your, like, go-to Halloween soundtrack? Kate? <laughs> I don't like clowns, so I'd imagine that anything in a spooky circus would do my head in. Clowns? You go to... Hate them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but probably the Jaws theme, to be honest. Yeah, that would maybe be one that I would think about. Wow. Welcome, Kate. Ah, Hello. To the Halloween month. Stop it. You're absolutely yanking my chain. Did you say Halloween month? (laughs) It's already October. Holy shit on my balls. Shit on my balls. (laughs) Some people are into that. I know. I'm not. Please don't. Kate's not. No. I'm not going to do it for you. Sorry. I'm on the fence about it. <laughs> okay. That's fine. You can do that. That's totally fine. Oh, my God. I've just realized I have an RSVP to your wedding. You I'm haven't. Oh, my God. I'm and that's what's scary. piece of shit. About Halloween is that if yes. it's Halloween, it means that we're only. Oh. And Kate, Kate, I've got exactly. Do you see that on screen? I can't because for some reason it's not showing you on my screen. Oh, the Wi-Fi okay. is having a problem. I'm terribly it's sorry. a countdown, 156 <gasps> days, 21 Ooh. hours and 31 minutes. Wow, wow, we were. you got to get locked in to a, a mowage. A mowage. <laughs> Talk about horror, folks. Oh, my God. That's perfect start. <laughs> Well, let's kick things off. Hi, Kate. How are you? Hi, Dom. I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm actually a bit sick at the moment. It's not COVID. Oh, no. But no. I've been very unwell um, oh. the past 48 hours. Okay. I'm but sorry. That's okay. I will survive. <clears throat> you will. You're going to power through. I believe in you. I will survive. Um, and mm. yes. Do you want to keep singing that song? Uh, nope. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, thanks. We're good. Moving on. <laughs> we should pause for a moment and welcome folks because this is not a usual Shitting Bricks episode. In fact, we've yeah. sort of wrapped up our 100th episode of Shitting Bricks and we we're kind of back for a very special moment. We're back, baby. Back. We're back. Yeah. You've missed us. It's been a whole week. Um. If you've never tuned into Shitting Bricks before, you're in for a treat, as we like to say. Yep. Uh, but we're yes. back for a very special Halloween episode as part of the Boo Pod Network. Mm. And this month, the Boo Pod Network is doing a whole series of special episodes, and we're the first ones to kick off. And Kate, do you want to introduce what yes. our like theme is for this week, this year's Halloween special? It is. It is City Superstars. (laughs) City Superstars. No, hang on. I'm reading that wrong. It is Urban Legends. (laughs) See what I did there? Yes. See what I did there? City City is a synonym for urban Mm -hmm. and superstars is a synonym for legends. Legends. That's what I say anyway. That's what I call my children at school. Superstars and Wondercats. But Urban Legends is the topic of today's pod. Welcome. Welcome. I've got a couple of doozins for you. Dom, do you have a doozin? I do. So we're not going to do our usual um, <laughs> housekeeping because Kate and I are sort of in no. between. <clears throat> we're done. We're in flux, baby. We're in flux. We are taking a bit of a break from usual programming. We're back for this special episode, so don't worry. We've got something for you. 
but then we're coming back we do with a whole new format and something very exciting and new and you should have tuned into we're coming back with a vengeance yeah exactly with a vengeance and if you want to know what our new format's going to be you should go listen to our 100th episode because we give you a sneak peek teaser trailer of what we're doing so good but as kate has so wonderfully introduced this week for the Halloween Boopod special on Urban Legends, we're kicking things off with, I'm going to do top six Aussie Urban Legends that I guarantee people Legends. around the world have never heard of before. Excellent. I love it. And then Kate. I've got two. Kate's got Is a, that right? Was I doing two? Yeah. Yes. Kate's, got, Kate's got a little added bonus <clears throat> to round us out. So, yeah. Let's Rock get and roll. into it. Love your work. We? Welcome, listeners. Let's party. Okay. Let's party like it's 1999. Here we go. So whether you're a conspiracy. And here we go. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just getting into my own j- jive here. And then it makes me think of that kid uh, who has the little setup in his in his study with the theme park. And he gets on the microphone and goes, okay, let's go. just watches his little theme park light up please continue for the love of all that is holy and not nothing else i would love you to continue i have no idea what kate's talking about folks so we're just gonna power on through so sorry i'll post it i'll post it yeah (laughs) probably best (laughs) okay whether you're a conspiracy theorist or a straight-up skeptic which is me (laughs) There's no <laughs> yes, denying, without, yeah, a doubt. without a doubt, there's no denying Australia is packed full of wild urban legends that can at times be hard to believe, yet are too intriguing to entirely dismiss. Yes, folks, you don't have to be in the UK or the USA to have an urban legend. So get over yourselves. We exist. We got urban legends too. And I'm going to tell you all about them. So here we go. I'm getting fiery already, and it's only six minutes in. That you are, you're already, you're already spitting chips, babes. You're yeah. spitting chips. Now, from panthers roaming the Blue Mountains to the notorious Luna Park ghost train fire, these spooky Australian stories are guaranteed to give you the heebie-jeebies. The heebie-jeebies. Heebie-jeebies. The jeebies. Hello, the my name is Heebie-jeebie. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name's Heebie Jeebie. <laughs> Would you like to be Mrs. Jeebie? <clears throat> okay. At this point, yes, yeah. probably. Okay, it'll take it. Let's get stuck into the top six urban okay. legends of Australia, mate. Okay, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm starting with a doozy. This is probably my favorite urban legend of australia so in no way is this like the least okay. scary but for me this one fucking freaks me the shit out of myself onto your balls okay whoa please <laughs> leave go. my balls out of this <laughs> on june 9th 1979 a devastating fire in luna park's ghost train ride mm. said to be the result of an electrical mm-hmm. fault claimed the lives of seven people. Do you remember this, Kate? Have you heard this? I do. Yeah. Holy moly. Yep. So, folks, Luna Park is an old school down by the foreshore, down by the beach. Think of it like as, you know, one of those old-timey, rickety beachside theme parks with everything's made yes. of wood, everything's old school. You can't believe it's still in existence and that's the sea air hasn't rotted it away, in which, in which case it usually has. We've got one of those <laughs> in Melbourne. We've got them all over Australia, but we've got one in Melbourne yeah, and it's really Australia. cool. And this, the main ride, which goes around the edge of the theme park, is the ghost train. And it's, mm-hmm. it's scary just to look at it because it's made from, like, toothpicks. But... <clears throat> Correct. There was a fire, June 9th, 1979, seven people dead. Three of the victims were Damien Godson, along with his father and four-year-old brother. In what may have made for an eerie foreshadowing to the tragedy prior to their demise, the Godson family had been waiting for a ferry from Circular Quay 
to Sydney's Lunar Park. Sorry, it was in Sydney, not Melbourne. I'm trying to make it all about oh, Melbourne. But no, that's okay. We do have a, a Lunar Park here too. We do. And it's rickety and made of toothpicks. So that's okay. So imagine being in Circular Quay, going across the beautiful harbour, right past that beautiful bridge and off mm-hmm. to Lunar Park. And they were approached, Kate, by a satanic-looking figure dressed in a loincloth mask and horned headdress. Can you, Kate, I don't right. know if your camera's fixed. Yes, I can. I can see that now. Yeah, it is. It's good. Do you okay. see the person and I mean, the kids? Heart? I mean, he's got abs, but still. He does have abs. Yeah. This person reportedly came up to the family, placed his hand on 60-year-old Damien's shoulder and a photo was taken. He didn't say anything. He didn't ask for money. He wasn't there doing it with anyone else in the area. He just randomly picked this family, casually walked up, put a hand on his shoulder, posed quite awkwardly like that, and then just left. To this day, no one knows the identity of the man dressed as the demonic figure, but some believe that the horned man resembled the god god Moloch, who asked for children to be sacrificed through fire or war, while others believe the man had been linked to a local satanic cult. (laughs) Does that not freak you out? I see what you're saying. It does. I'm just thinking about it and I don't like it. For those of you who haven't listened to our podcast before, if I am not into something, I'll just say I don't like it and I don't want to think any further about it. So thank you very much. Moving on. Moving on. Well, I will put a photo up, folks. Oh, my goodness. Yes. It's not like a fun costume. It's not like a, it's nothing that I would think of or recognize. No. This, This isn't like. No. It's in June, so it's not even Halloween. Not that we really do Halloween. Here, it's not... <laughs> no, I know, but it's not a traditionally like something you get from the $2 shop, like yeah. devil horns and a, and a cape. It's a and bit he's, more, he's in a a bit more to cloth. it. It's June. It's freezing. Like, yeah. It ain't. Yeah, it's freezing. Okay. Anyway. That's, our, that's our winner. That's my favorite. Like that's I, I've heard of this one. Supposedly there's a couple other – I couldn't find them, but there's photos of him in other places but anyway, that's the that's the famous, famous one. <clears throat> okay, urban legend number five, the Picton Tunnels. Now, the most famous of the Picton Tunnels in New South Wales, also called the Mushroom Tunnel, which links back to a previous episode we've done recently on mushroom poisoning, um, it was the first railway tunnel used by the New South Wales Railways. And during World War II, the tunnel had been used to store weapons and ammo. It's also said to be a hub of paranormal activity after seeing its share of suicide, murder, and accidental deaths. Murder. Many. (laughs) Many who have braved the tunnel. Yes. I have braved the tunnel. <laughs> have I, 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 I have braved the tunnel. You have. <laughs> Hated it. Moving on. <laughs> now, many who have braved the tunnel have reported strange lights, cold spots, strange voices, and mm. dark figures. There's also whispers that a mysterious lady in white roams the tunnel, instilling fear into anyone who is unlucky enough to see her. Okay. Okay. Here comes Skeptic Dom. Why? Bring does, him. Hello, why, welcome. Why does she always got to be Skeppy's in white? Dom. Yeah, why is she got to be in white? What's that about? Boring. Don't you know you don't can't wear white after Labor Day? It's just cliche. I hear you. Is this the Put whole something else on. thing? Put on a pair of trackies and a hoodie. Is that too much? Could yeah. be. The pure, this meant to be the yeah. pure white untouched woman. Purity. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. I'm just not a fan, but I will say tunnels. I'm That's all, okay. Tunnels are scary. So Kane and I, yes. not so recently, but during uh, lockdown in Australia for COVID, there was this thing called COVID, folks, mm-hmm. if you hadn't heard of it. Um, <laughs> we did a lot. We were staying out in that property in Lulul, Kate, which you know full well of. 
And yeah. we did a lot of geocaching to keep ourselves busy, which is, you know, go look up story. geocaching, folks. It's fantastic. It's lots of fun. And around that regional area, there was a lot of gold mines and we went geocaching once. And one of the geocaches was down this abandoned mine. And the only way you That's could trippy. get into it was crawling through a hole, like barely wide enough to fit my hips. And I, being the fucking psycho weirdo that I am, was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. I'm all for getting lost in a fucking... We, this hole was in the middle of nowhere. There was no signage. You had to crawl, you had to like stomp through bramble to find it. It was not marked anywhere. Like it's, you're not meant to be able to find it. And it looks like a wombat Uh hole. I stuck my head through, crawled through, used my phone as light, and it turns out to be a tunnel, which I could like just stand (laughs) up in and bend over. It went on for like hundreds of meters, and it was just a okay. warren of tunnels. It was the freakiest fucking thing. But I was so hooked that I was like, I have to keep going. And I just kept going and going and going. It was so scary. That's one tunnel experience. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I just hate it. I don't hate like it. it. I hate everything you just said. Nah, I do not like that. I don't like it. Could Moving I on. Get I can't. You, That's, I I'm not going to gonna do, do that. Oh, I'd need some assurances. I would need some assurances because folks, if you, our podcast has an episode about being trapped inside of caves (laughs) and I told that episode. So I did the research. I did the number. I crunched the numbers and it's, it's not working out. My abacus says no, so I'm not going to do it. Look, I will say it wasn't like tight. It wasn't it wasn't like claustrophobic okay. apart from the first bit where you had to get through just you That's know, right. The vagina. Precisely. So but what if I get stuck in there? No. I love that you just put your head in there too. You crazy person. Straight in. You're just like doing <laughs> no hesitation. So fully formed this tunnel. But the other really good one I've got to share is another geocache was hidden in the sewers underneath Ballarat. <clears throat> the storm yep. drains. Great. So Kane and I climbed down into the storm drains underneath Ballarat and they are huge and it's like a massive network. And I'm talking pitch black kilometers and kilometers of storm drains that you can just wander through. And there's so much stuff down there and there was geocaches down there and it's very dangerous. So, you know, I wouldn't just recommend it to any any person but oh my god it was mm. so much fun no. but we we had to get out of there because yeah. it was meant to storm later and you can get stuck and drown and stuff so oh cool yeah don't worry about it whatever <laughs> no worries <laughs> okay <laughs> you nutcase <laughs> i am i live life to the fullest uh let's move on <clears throat> number four and this is actually a bit close to home because i used to work here this is the Crown Casino Morgue. Stop it. Have you heard this one, Kate? I love Crown Casino. I want, No, I haven't, and I want to hear about it because I love Crown Casino. I want to live there permanently. Okay, Crown Casino. Kate and I love to play cards and love gamble it. with other family we members. We're just, yeah. we're, we're, we're great. Other family members, money. Money. Specifically, yes, exactly. but yes. <laughs> yeah. Kate and I are <laughs> not, not my own. Ones. Don't be absurd. <laughs> Um, so despite now Crown Casino is the biggest casino, especially the one in Melbourne, it's the biggest one in Australia, I believe it's huge. It's Mm -hmm. glorious. It's very camp and over the top and whatever. Um, so despite the casino repeatedly denying its existence, rumors have persisted for years that Melbourne's Crown Casino has its own morgue to cater for elderly gamblers who pass away or those who have died by suicide after gambling within their establishment. Oh. That's kind of sad. That bit's sad. I like this bit sad. I like the first one. I want to be the elderly gambler. (laughs) I want (laughs) to be that. That's my dream. In fact, I was saying to a co-worker just today, sitting on a chair, pass away. With pocket aces. That's all I have. That's all I wish. Please bury me with the two ace cards that I pulled. Lies. It's not going to be pocket aces. It, I'm going to hit 
to a pair of eights and they're going to be perfect pairs and I would have bet Sweet. on the perfect pairs. Then I'm going to split them, obviously, because the dealer has what? The dealer has what? He's got a five. So <laughs> he can S, S my D and I'm going to split two eights. I'm going to get an ace and a 10 and I'm going to stay on both of those. Right. So I get my perfect pair money, get my splits. Then, of course, the dealer's going to flip a 15 and hit a 10. And then I'm going to cark it. Yeah. And I want to be buried with my eights. <laughs> Drag me away. <laughs> but I don't like the other statistic around suicide because that's very serious and that's... it's not okay. And gambling is a very dangerous activity. Yes. And there's a lot in the papers recently about how children in Australia are getting more and more addicted to gambling. Yes. Um, now, according to the legend, though, at Crown Casino, there are several secret passageways throughout the casino and hotel in order to allow for the discreet removal of deceased patrons without alerting other guests. Despite Crown constantly shutting the rumours down, many continue to believe the whispers. And Kate, I have a secret photo to share. Yeah. Hit me. A secret photo. Soon to be not so secret. I know. This, supposedly, from someone that did used to work there, shared it with me when I told them that I was doing this. <clears throat> Stop it. I know. And they said this I was love this. We're breaking part it. of it. Yeah. <gasps> oh, snap. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So... We're going to post that on the socials. For those of you listening, which is funny, uh, Dom just showed me something that I saw with my eyes. Yeah. We're, but we're going to put it on our social media so you can check it out yourselves and play along at home. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Crown Casino Morgue. Okay. Hey, can you please live your dream and die there? <laughs> just, yeah. And I will. I'll yes, of back. course. And then you can be my caretaker who gets to take me down to the morgue. But yeah. here's the thing, Dom. My yeah. anticipation is that I'd actually prefer to not be snuck into the morgue pipelines. <laughs> I want to be frog marched like weekend at Bernie's through the whole <laughs> casino. Yes. <laughs> I want you to throw me over your arm, dress me in a Hawaiian shirt, put sunglasses on me, feed me drinks as well, like alcohol and stuff, sit me in the chair, put a keno ticket in my hand, make it look like I'm still gambling <laughs> for like ages. <laughs> and then be like, oh, no, she died. Oh, yeah, she's dead. I can string your arms up to pull Chips the... Chips in my pocket. Yes. And if I get a number, I get really excited. Woohoo! Kate, you excited? I love it. Let's Classic do it. Classic film. Go watch Weekend at Bernie's, folks. One and two. Please do. Want a good time. Okay. Uh, number three we're up to. Wakehurst Parkway. Now, there's a stretch of road okay. spanning from Narrabeen in Sydney's northern beaches, and it's called the Wakehurst Parkway, and it is well known to locals as a hotspot for paranormal activity. With many vehicular... Vehicular? Whoa. Just car, car. Let's not get classy here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need more than one, maybe two syllables if we're feeling frisky. With many deaths by car occurring along the 14.6-kilometre stretch of road, spooky anecdotes range from seeing strange humanoids on the roadside to the unsettling urban legend of Kelly. Now, according to the legend, Kelly appears as a younger girl who either stands in the middle of the road or appears in the back seat of cars. Apparently, if you don't demand she leaves the car, the motorist will crash. That's your hot tip, folks. Uh, if, uh, okay. If a spooky young girl yeah. appears in the back of your car, don't be appears. polite. Yeah. Just tell her to fuck off. Can I tell you something? <laughs> tell her to fuck off. Can I tell yeah. you something dumb? Real life IRL story. I nearly died last night. I'm not, and I'm not making a joke. It was, I don't know how I was not injured. I don't know how anyone else was not injured. It was a mind boggling situation that I'm still not quite sure of what happened, but I was crossing, like I was driving through an intersection and a 
uh, car decided that red wasn't his colour, so he would zoom through a red light intersect no. in, in, through the intersection whilst I was crossing at about 80, 90 kilometres an hour oh. and just jet through traffic whilst two lanes of traffic were crossing over the road. I don't know what happened because he I would have been the first one he hit. He was coming from my passenger side. Oh, no. And he, I, I, for some reason, I don't know, because I didn't, I don't ever remember looking to my left, but I remember seeing in my periphery headlights. And for some reason, my foot was all of a sudden on the brake. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't remember it. Because when moments like that, you don't, yeah. it's fright or flight. Like you just yeah. react. All of a sudden, my foot was on the brake and my hand was on the horn. And I don't remember doing that. I don't remember what was going on, whatever, because it just happened so fast. He was literally going 80 kilometres an hour. He missed me by about a foot and then proceeded to slalom. He slalomed through two other cars and didn't hit a single person and then proceeded down Springvale Road at 80 or 90K and just kept going. And I just sat there trying to process how nobody got hit. I don't understand understand it still. I don't know what happened. I don't know how not even myself, but the other cars that were there because it was also really wet last night on the roads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand. And to somebody, whatever the divine higher power, the something, the someone, the whoever's out there was looking after every single person at that intersection last night and I was one of them and it was that is, mind-altering. That is, ooh, that gives me heebie-jeebies. Yeah. And I know everybody has one of those stories, but I never really had one <clears throat> until last night. I've never, oh, actually, that's a lie. I did. I nearly died in Los Angeles. but. That one was more like, wow, crazy. But yeah, so that was just my little car story for my in real in real lifeness. Really glad that you're with us, Kate. Thank you. Same. Me too. Because afterwards, I was like, shit, I really could have fucking died then. That would have been a bit awkward. I wouldn't have been able to record pod. <laughs> Sorry, I digress. Please, it's but I did not see any girl in the back. Good. So maybe that's why she was probably driving. Fucking Kelly. Yeah. Okay. Kelly, that bitch. Please drive safe, folks. Driving stupid is not cool. Okay. <laughs> Back to Parkhurst, Parkhurst Railway. No, Wakehurst Parkway. I can't. You've thrown me for a loop, Kate. Um, the road Sorry, has I know also, it was a lot. <laughs> the, oh, the road has also been associated with gruesome crimes over the years. Such as in 1994, when 34-year-old Stephen Dempsey was shot in the heart with a crossbow at Deep Creek Reserve on the Wakehurst Parkway. His killer dumped his body in the creek but later returned to dismember it, taking it and putting it in a freezer. One year later, the body of 21-year-old Francis Tizzoni was found just metres from the Wakehurst Parkway in French's Forest, where... Her body had been dumped after being strangled by her ex-boyfriend. So, folks, if you're going to come to visit Australia, and if you've listened to a few of our episodes, anywhere around the Sydney sort of area, is there's just been a lot of bad shit that's happened. Sorry, Sydney people. <laughs> but you've had a lot of... It's, yeah. There's not so great stuff happening South, west, north, it's just danger, <laughs> danger. East. <laughs> well, that's all the water. Danger, all the Will sharks Robinson. are out there, babes. <laughs> yeah. There's a bloody, that's there's, what a I mean. bloody there's a god in Luna Park in Sydney as well. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hot tip, stay away from Sydney, folks. Yeah. Okay. We're up to number two, the Lithgow Panther. Have you heard of this story, Kate? <gasps> no. I know John Lithgow from yeah. um, Third Rock from the Sun. And, Great TV uh, show. Oh, what's the sh- oh, my God. What's the musical? Um, he was in a musical? Michael Caine and Steve Martin. Are- yeah, he was. Uh, Michael Caine and Steve Martin are in the movie version. Oh, my God. What is the name of the movie? Ruprecht. There's a character in it called Ruprecht. They're, wow. sh- they're grifters. Fuck, leave it with me. I'll leave it with you. Sorry, okay, everybody. well, let me tell yes. you about Okay, the so the Lithgow Panther. It's got nothing to, to do Lithgow. with the show I'm going to tell you about. <laughs> <laughs> now, with over 500 sightings over 20 years across Lithgow, Hawkesbury, and the Blue Mountains, 
The legend of the Lithgow Panther is one that many unreservedly believe is based on truth, including that of the of Hawkesbury former mayor Bart Bassett. There have been too many sightings by too many reputable people for it not to be true, he told the Daily Telegraph. We're talking about a dentist, a retired magistrate, and an actual Department of Primary Industries staff. Even Channel 10's own Grant Denyer. He's the oh, Wog- stop it. Wogger boy. Oh, Wogger boy? Believes okay. he's seen the big cat in question, describing it as 10 times bigger than a normal domestic cat. Right. He says, I was doing the dishes, looking down the paddock, and I saw it, and I said, the panther's back, referring to wife Chessie's claims that she had seen the famed black panther on their property more than three years ago when she was pregnant. I don't care if you mm. believe it or not, but we have seen it. This is a famous story that has haunted Sydney for years. Fucking Sydney again, motherfuckers. About this <laughs> mysterious black panther of the Blue Mountains, he said. <clears throat> The most famous of the Picton Tunnels in New South Wales. No, no, I've already spoken about that. Why the fuck are you coming back into the Picton Tunnels? <laughs> no, you can go fuck Get right fucked, off. Tunnels. Get right off there. Yeah. Oh, that was the end of the story. So I've got a photo of it oh, too. Okay. Yep. But if Grant Denyer says that it's there, then it's got to be true. Yeah, then it's there for sure. But no joke, this thing looks huge and there's absolutely no way like absolutely no way that this is just a feral cat that's gotten fat yeah no that's a panther for sure i'm locking it in locking it in grant denya yeah he's totally right look at that motherfucker it's huge yeah 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 so Watch out. Again, Sydney, you're going to get eaten by a panther. Sydney, watch out. Yeah. Burned by a train. Devil man. Devil person. A toothpick train. Yep. Watch out. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Last but not least, Kate, we've got the number one urban legend story for Australia. Australia. Or is it? We'll see. Get out of my day again. Hey, my, my oh, I might top him. Might top him. Now, number one on my post. list is the Hawkesbury River Monster. Described. Get fucked. Yeah. Have you heard of this? <laughs> no. no. This is like thinking of Australian phrases and that's one of them. Yeah. Hawkesbury River Monster. Again, same area. Bloody New South Wales is trying to steal all the limelight. Now, described as Australia's own Loch Ness Monster, the Hawkesbury River Monster has said to have been first sighted thousands of years ago by the Duroc people, who reportedly depicted rock art that showed an unknown beast with a long neck, large body, and a set and two sets of flippers. Sounds exactly like a Loch Ness, hey? According yeah, it does. to Australian naturalist Rex Gilroy, who has been researching the creature for several decades, it is believed alive and well with he and wife Heather collecting eyewitness accounts. He says, in recent years, there have been sightings of creatures surfacing as far up as Windsor. The latest was in the St Albans, where there was a report of a 25 to 30 foot creature spotted swimming in the river. Some people who had been out fishing saw it swimming past the jetty where they were standing with a snake-like head about a metre or so above water. Now, Rex believes the creature could be a prehistoric pleosaur, an aquatic dinosaur which has been extinct for 70 million years. But there's just one that's okay. survived. And just one yeah. just kicking around. Kicking around. It's allegedly <laughs> just having a swim off the, off the fucking It's coast. Skeppy Dom. Skeppy Dom's back. <laughs> Don't argue with Rex. Rex Don't argue. Don't you argue. Don't oh, pull, you dare. Pulling your, pulling your chain. <laughs> Yanking my tit. Yanking your tit. Okay, folks, that is <laughs> Dom's top six Aussie urban legends. But Dom. I believe Kate might top be six. able to... Add a little something. I'm going to hit you with it. To hit you with it. Okay. All right. If you go to, now, this could be the most reputable website for factual stories. Um, 
MarsCampers.com.au, a camper trailer's website. That's <laughs> where I get all my news. I want to talk to you about the world's deadliest snake, Dominic. Uh-oh. The world's deadliest snake. Of course it's in Australia. Just just to get you spot on, it's in Australia. Just to get you your whistle wet, quet your whistle. Australia is home to many of the most dangerous animals in the whole world. Now, it's understandable why foreigners would think that Aussies are mad to live here. I hear you. And, in fact, I question it every day. Perhaps Australia is called the lucky country because those living in it have been lucky enough not to have been killed by any of its fauna yet. (laughs) (laughs) That's our luck. If you're still alive living in Australia, it's the lucky country. From spiders and crocodiles to sharks and snakes, And do not forget drop bears. Australia is full of all kind of creepy crawly creatures. It may come as a shock that it is not a shark or a croc that comes with the biggest danger signs. One of the deadliest of all Australia's creatures are, in fact, hoop snakes. Now, don't just assume that weird round thing on the ground is more scared of you than you are of it because it could cost you your life. True, Pay true. attention, people. Wake up, sheeple. Hoop snakes are legit, and I'm here to tell you what they are. As if the word snake wasn't enough to already give you an idea that this creature is pretty dangerous, the hoop snake takes it up a notch. A good way to pick uh, pick a hoop snake is that they don't slither. They roll, baby. Yep. A hoop snake puts their tail into its mouth, bites down, making a hoop shape, which is where it gets its name from, doi. Now, these guys can roll at 60 kilometres per hour. 60 kilometres an hour, folks. That's nearly 450 miles, 40 miles. Nope. That sounds like a lot. It's super quick, all right? Do your calculations. I don't care. 60 kilometres an hour. Hoop like snakes tend hoop. to live to be around. It's, yes, it's like a hula hoop going at 60 kilometres an hour with okay. teeth. Hoop snakes tend to live to be around eight years old and they can grow to be 1.5 metres long. They come in a variety of colours from <laughs> light olive green to even black. Um, yeah. There's a chartreuse in there. <laughs> Emerald. Um, magenta. <laughs> Emerald. <laughs> the fact that they can appear in different colours, it makes them hard for reptile experts to determine if they're dealing with a hoop snake or a less aggressive one. Now, the hoop snake is often out is often out uh what the hoop (laughs) snake is often out down to just a myth no no yeah that sentence doesn't make any sense folks just a quick read of that the hoop snake it's often put down to just a myth that should say put someone has used their phone here and it says out not put the hoop snake is often put down to just a myth much like the drop bear but let the team at mars campers camper trailers assure you that they're very real that's where i get all my news from mars campers it is too bad that steve Irwin never did an episode of the crocodile hunter on hoop snakes to shed some light on these creatures we guess that even he knew not to mess with them they're fast <laughs> question dumb on camera it's really hard 60 kilometers an hour are you kidding oh, a hula hoop snake running down a hill at 60 kilometers an hour good goodness me dom where would you find a hoop snake oh i don't know i thought they were all over the joint i've seen i've seen i've seen one well before. that's it here's the thing aussies love to claim things that aren't australian as their own but just like russell crow and the Try that again. But just like Russell Crowe in the Pavlova, we have conceded that the hoop snake isn't a uniquely Australian animal. Our hoop snakes have rallos, relatives, for those of you playing at home, over in New Zealand, Canada, and America. Let's have a squiz at the hoop snakes both here and across the pond and see how they differ from one another. Australia. As Australia is the holy land for snakes, it goes without saying that they live throughout the country, especially in the outback. Most of them live in Victoria and Tasmania. The Victorian snakes love the caves at Wilson's Prom and it's an ideal breeding ground for them. Tourists should stay clear of this area during mating season. The Tassie snakes live near Sisters Beach around the northeast corner of the island state. Tassie snakes live in sand dunes and use the dunes to build speed while rolling down to easily kill its prey. Boom. I love hoop snakes so much. New Zealand. 
You'd be forgiven to thinking that hoop snakes are like something out of the Lord of the Rings, but unfortunately these dangerous creatures have nothing to do with the movies. They are very real and very dangerous, and the kiwi snakes are particularly fond of the local sheep. They say there's more sheep in New Zealand than people, so this is why uh, the local sheep cop it more than the human kiwis do. At least if you get attacked by a hoop snake in the bush, you'll still be able to enjoy how scenic New Zealand is. (laughs) (laughs) Canada. Although most snakes live in hot places, the hoop snakes is anything but normal. Being the weird creature it is, there are hoop snakes in the cold, snowy country of Canada as well. The Canadian wilderness is mammoth in size, but the Canadian Rockies are particularly impressive being snakes. Canada's hoop snakes live around the foothills of the Rockies. So if you ever go to Canada and head to the Rockies, keep your eyes seriously peeled. Hoop snakes are even faster when they're moving along the ice. So best keep your wits about you. Oh, God. (laughs) Hoop snakes with ice skates. Hoop snakes eating habits. They're fast. Hoop snakes with ice skates. That is a great name for an album. And in fact, that's going to be the name of my next album. Hoop snakes and ice skates. Eating habits. Like every other life form on earth, hoop snakes love digging into a bit of tucker. (laughs) Like normal snakes, they tend to eat little furry creatures like mats, mats, rice, rice and mats. Yep, not rats and mice, bilbies, quolls and certain insects. Hoop snakes into humans too. Oh, baby, aren't we all? Breeding habits. Hoop snakes don't have a particular mating season. So when they said earlier about don't go to the Wilson's prom during the mating season, they didn't count on rewriting later on down in their article that they don't have a particular mating season. So how are we supposed to stay away from them? Give me that, camper trailers. (laughs) (laughs) However, like most animals, spring is the biggest breeding time. The females will seek a new mate. Ah, I'm just trying to imagine them just rolling towards each other. The females will seek a new mate every year and will eventually lay a batch of 10 to 15 eggs. Mama Snake has to sit on the eggs for about four weeks, although it'll go walk about toward the ocean to find some krill to eat to upkeep its body fat reserves. How unbelievable. Don't (laughs) let one of the deadliest creatures put you off your camping around Australia. If you are looking for a tip-top camper trailer to take with you around the country, Mars Campus. (laughs) <laughs> sell premium camper trails available at our local stores around Australia. Contact us by calling one 800 today. Okay. 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 I need to admit, okay. Dom. All right. I might have fibbed a little bit. <laughs> I want to tell you that hoop snakes aren't real. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. That is an urban legend. Um, which some people believe still, particularly the particularly like drop bears that I mentioned earlier. I'm going to tell you a little bit about drop bears in a moment, but they believe. Yeah. They legitly believe. Okay. And websites like this, like that sounded pretty good. Um, but do you know what Mars camper trailers are not fibbing about? <laughs> they're, not, they're not fibbing about helping you have a Bonza camping trip, so give them a call. Get yourself a goddamn <laughs> camper from Mars campers. Before I go, let me tell you a little bit about drop bears. You happy for me to do that, Dom? Yes. I want to know. This is the most famous Australian true uh, urban legend. Urban legend. Yeah. True urban legend. Exactly right. I'm sorry I gave away the goose a little early, but here we are. <coughs> Drop bears. Now, if you were to read this website, you'd be like, shit. And they're pretty good. I like this. It's great. Drop bears. Beware. Australia is known throughout the world for its pristine beaches, tropical rainforests, open plains and world-class cities. It is also home to some of the deadliest animals in the whole world. From snakes to spiders to everything in between, don't mess with the Aussie animals. (laughs) Fair dinkum. While everyone thinks our koalas are cute and cuddly looking, which to be fair they are, their nastier cousins, the drop bears, aren't so cute. Mm. In fact, they are more vicious than all of the other animals that I've already mentioned put together. There's been a heap of info about drop bears posted online by people around the world warning their readers about these dangerous creatures. They're not like Blinky Bill, baby. They're more like Chopper Reed. (laughs) (laughs) Tourists are the most likely to get attacked. The bears can smell the different scents and they can tell the accents that people of different nationalities give off. So if you're projecting other than the scent of a true blue fair income Aussie, then you're in trouble. So drop bears are also inherently racist. (laughs) Mind yourself. (laughs) What is a drop bear? Let's start with telling the uninitiated what a drop bear actually is. More formally known by... (laughs) More formally known by its Latin... (laughs) Latin name. (laughs) I love its Latin name. It's Thylactos plumatus. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Drop bears are big, ferocious marsupials, so they're not actually bears per se, but they live in trees and they will dr- jump from eight metres high, up to eight metres high, onto anybody hanging around under their tree. They are around the size of a leopard and they weigh around 120 kilos. They have coarse orange fur with dark mottling. Now, no wonder like they act like they own the place because they kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> Experts and sometimes even the police have examined spots where drop bears have killed their prey. It's the stuff nightmares are made of. Drop bears tend to eat large mammals like kangaroos and wallabies, despite them being bigger than the drop bears themselves. But the question is, Dom, are they dangerous to humans? For Uh, those old enough to remember the 80s, you may remember an Australian flick called Razorback where a huge wild boar kills and eats people in a small outback town. Replace the boar with a drop bear and that's pretty much what you're going to get if you're going to encounter one of these animals. So in short, they are damn dangerous. And although they usually eat ruse, don't think the drop bears won't decide to try some human if they get a chance. People hiking around the bush are most likely to wander into a drop into drop bear terrain. But who the drop bears attack depends on where they're from. Just like how humans can tell the difference between animal noises from dogs barking to cows mooing, drop bears can tell the difference between how humans speak, specifically what their accents sound like. All predators try to suss out their potential prey and their characteristics to determine if they can fight back or not. (laughs) Being in Australia, drop bears mostly hear Aussie accents and therefore know that Aussies know how to defend themselves and they're harder to kill. However, if drop bears hear humans speak in a way they're not used to, they know they're easy prey. Would you like to know really quick, Don, before I wrap this up, how to stop a drop bear from killing you? I think it's our duty, Kate, really. To share this yes. amongst... Yes, we are an educational pod. Yeah, I've are. always said that. So... Here is an insider's secret. Are you listening, folks, listeners from all around the world? Here's an insider's secret. Whether you're Aussie or not, a surefire way to repel drop bears is to smear Vegemite all over your body. Yes, the old favourite Aussie food spread has more than uses than just putting on your toast and grossing out tourists. In fact, besides our strong and distinct accents, a major reason why Aussies are less likely to be attacked by drop bears than foreigners is because of the natural scent we permanently give off thanks to our constant consumption of Vegemite. <laughs> when drop bears get a whiff of this, there's a good chance that they'll back off. However, if you're not from the great southern land or you just want a piece, or you just want some peace of mind, smear a bit of Vegemite behind your ears for that extra level of protection. Vegemite <laughs> is the sunscreen of the outback, so go ahead and slip slop splap mate. For any non-reading, non-Aussie reading this, an extra precaution you can take is by speaking in an Australian accent. Unfortunately, the Australian accent is one of the hardest accents to properly imitate, but do your best. Constantly say Aussie lingo like get a fair income cobber struth and those sorts of things to ward off predators. (laughs) Like when the animals make aggressive growls, drop bears will know how to pick a fight if they hear someone speaking like Steve Irwin or Paul Hogan. (laughs) Okay, one last thing that I want to share about drop bears before I leave is (laughs) the fact that I don't want drop bears to ruin camping for anyone. As an Australian person who went camping one time in her life and never went again before you go camping in any areas that have a high drop bear population tell your family and friends how much you love them you might not get another chance however if you're brave enough to go out camping to one of these places and if you're considering getting a camper trailer have a chat with mars campers we've got different (laughs) types of camper trailers available to suit your needs for more information on either camper trailers or to report a drop bear sighting feel free to call 1-800-849-273 today Get yourself a camper trailer. Stay away from drop bears and hoop snakes. Those are two urban legions, city superstars that I would like to share and have shared with you. (laughs) Well done, James. And in fact, clocked it. I have to say, drop bears would have to be the best final story you and I ever tell in this format. Yes. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah, I love it. Get more Aussie than Perfect. That. Okay, folks. Yep, absolutely. You have survived all Aussie urban legends. Congrats. Um, I hope all you Aussie too. adventures. It's time to hit the road. Yeah. Stay away from horn mask men touching your shoulder in public. Um, oh, okay. If you're going to die, do it at a casino. <clears throat> Obviously. Yeah, baby. 
Stay Hashtag away from goals. Black Panthers. Uh, if you go caving, do it with Dom. Um, what else? What else did we learn about? Uh, Sydney. Move move out of Sydney. Yeah, stay away from Sydney. And if it move to Melbourne, girl named yep. Kelly gets in your car, tell her to fuck off. Fuck off, babe. Yeah. And, oh, babe. Um, yeah. Fuck off. Watch out for hoop snakes and drop bears. But. You've survived the Aussie Urban Legends. <clears throat> We're just the mm-hmm. first episode of the Boopod Network's Halloween special on Urban Legends. Next episode is scheduled for Tuesday, the 17th of October. It's Haunted or Hoax podcast. Go find them on all your usual listening platforms. And they are going to do an episode on the curse of Lake Lanier. Ooh. Ooh. So, yes, Tuesday, 17th of October, Haunted or Hoax podcast. Go check them out. They will introduce you to the next and the next and the next and the next so you can keep up to date with all the Halloween specials. I think we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in total for the whole month Woo! of October. That's amazing. My goodness. Love that. Um, Kate. Oh, my goodness. Thank yep. you for thank you. an amazing Halloween <laughs> special. I know, but what an amazing couple of years as well. We've done a great job. We have. And I love you so much. I love you too. Let's have a holiday. Let's have a break. Yes. Let's have a break. Have a kitty cat and I'll see you in a bit. We'll see you in a bit. Love you, folks. Thanks for all the years. Bye, listeners. Love you. Love you. Bye. That's a wrap. Big shout out to everyone for tuning in to Shit and Bricks. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review us. Plus, you can find extra little nuggets on our socials. Next week, we'll be back talking more shit, so do not forget to tune in. And remember to wipe, flush and wash your hands. Goodbye. Goodbye.